this is this is my girlfriend's uh, friend, very close friend. Mm -hmm. oh, sorry. <laughs> cut. <laughs> cut. 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 <laughs> What's going on, guys? It's your boy Ochudo, aka Fines. Pleasure to be here and stuck in the middle podcast. I want to say a big shout out to my brother Reflex for hosting me. A big shout out to the rest of the crew. Now. Take a second, click that subscribe button, that like button, and then anticipate my album, Close Model Will Be Fed. The album drops November 20th, right? I need you to stream that on all platforms. Get to me in my DMs, Instagram, all the other social media platforms, and tell me what you think about it. Let's find this. Wow. It don't mean love. It don't mean that I mean love. I still wanna lay around with you all day. Yo, it's Stuck in Middle Podcast. You are locked in. I am your host, Reflex. This is a platform for entrepreneurs, innovators, creatives. We got a creative in the building today. But first, if you're watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, the bell notification so you get updates every time we drop something new. It's not every time that we get to sit on this couch or I get to sit on this couch. Shout out to Search House and the Couch Talk. But we got a special guest in the building, man. He, he got some carrots in the mouth. Uh, he's an incredible dude, incredible artist. Cameroon slash Nigerian born based in the United States in New York or Tudor in the building, yo. Welcome, bro. How you doing, you good? Thanks for having me, man. It's a pleasure. It's been a minute, man. Yeah, it's like this is a long time coming. The album about to drop next week, but I want to I want to start from the beginning. Like I like to start from the beginning. Okay. Minnesota days. <laughs> Minnesota, we're going all the way there. All the way to Minnesota. Like how how when you left the uh, you know Cameroon to Minnesota, how did that happen? Oh oh, actually, I left China. China. Yeah, you know. Um, so I left Cabaret. I lived in China for like um, two to three years. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, from China, I came to America. So it was just it was just one of those options that I had. Cause mm -hmm. My brother, like, um, well, my uncle. But, you know, we're like pretty much the same age group. So I call him brother. But, yeah, he lives in Minnesota. And, um, yeah, I just came to the States. And then I had to go start over there. Yeah, you know? yeah. So I, I moved in with him. He had some roommates. We stayed there together mm -hmm. for a little bit. But then, you know, how I found myself in the DMV was just about my friends. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, most of my friends, Leslie and them, um, we went to school together, and they were based in Maryland. So one day I just woke up. I was like, I'm out. Minnesota's not for me. Yeah. <laughs> it's cold out there, bro. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I just I came here. I first came to visit, so I didn't really bring all of my stuff. But I came. I stayed with my friends for a little bit, and, you know, I preferred Maryland to yeah. Minnesota. So yeah, then he had the rest of my stuff shipped to me. <laughs> so I, didn't, I never went back to me. How you get a name Otudor? Otudor. That's a family name, actually. For real. So that's my. So you just name. like change the the spelling or something? Yeah, it's just um, the name actually the the number two mm -hmm. is a T. Oh, got you, got you, got you. Yeah. But there's another reason behind the two. It's not just you probably ask why the number two, mm -hmm. right? So um, it's a family name, but my grandfather gave me his exact names. So he has Ochudo two times in his names. Mm -hmm. So he has Ochudo, Ochudo at the end, Ochudo at the beginning. And he gave me the same names too. So, because um, I have two Ochudos in my name, that's why the two comes into the name. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's pretty much what that is about. <laughs> Bro, listen, you're like one of the fastest rising Cameroonian slash, you know, uh, Nigerian Afro artists in the DMV. Uh, and and out, out of the DMV as well, you know, the United States. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How would you say, like, you got your start, though? Like, taking it all the way back, how did you get your start in the music, you know, industry, music business? If I'm being honest, man, <laughs> like, 
it, it started way back, but I didn't realize music is something that I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I mean, growing up in Cameroon, we didn't really have like access to the internet. Right. So we had to like, um, when we listened to artists back in the day, we used to try to like mimic the lyrics and try to write yeah. them. Like, we had like little song books. You know what I'm saying? Write them joints yeah. out. Yeah. So I have one of my friends, uh, he's a lawyer now, but back in the day, he was way better than me. He was a, um, he was better at rapping and things like that. So we had this thing. He was, I had this love for 50 Cent back in the day. Mm -hmm. So I would write a lot of 50 Cent songs and Eminem too. But we were writing completely, what we wrote was completely different from what they were saying. Oh, you know man. I mean? Yeah. We <laughs> had a genius. We have genius. Ex exactly. Another lyric platform. Yeah, yeah, and then, yeah. You know, going down the line, they started bringing books like um, The Mat. I don't know if you know what they call The Mat. Mm -hmm. It's like, it was like a song, it was like a lyric book. So we had the Sampo Sanjin magazine. And from time to time, they're going to put lyrics of maybe one song that's a hit or two songs. Mm -hmm. And then the mat finally came. The mat, it was like a song book. You had like lyrics to different artists. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a number of artists on there. But prior to that, we used to try to like, you know, write the lyrics ourselves. And man, if you see those books, what 50 Cent and them were saying is completely different from what we're saying. But, <laughs> you know, it started like that. And then performing in school and stuff. You know, like during socials, mm -hmm. and then we realized that you know the attention we were getting, the attention um, we you know would be the cool kids, the ones that could rap and things like that. That's how the whole thing started. But I, like I said, I never really thought I was gonna be an artist. Back then, like <laughs> CDs used to come with like lyrics and stuff. You know, so you used to buy the CDs to try and get the the lyrics. Mm -hmm. it was like, what was the influence like? Was there like mom and pops playing any music in the house? Like, who who were you getting influenced? Was it Fifty Cent or? If if I was if if I, if I have to be honest, um, we just had access to music like every other home, you know. Like um, on Saturdays, we had Clipbox, mm -hmm, I think. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so we just we just had access to to music like everybody. It, it was never really like a thing for my mom or my, you know, because I was raised by my grandfather. So yeah, yeah. It was never really that. Um, we just had access to music like that. But then, going down the line. Um, I traveled to Nigeria. I lived in Nigeria. I went to uh, junior secondary one and two in Nigeria. And uh, I have one of my friends. Well, we're not that close anymore. We mm -hmm. grew apart. But he was a really good friend back in the day. Um, his name is Orok. So um, he's Nigerian. Mm -hmm. So that's like the person that, you know, started. He gave me, back in the day, he gave me the name Don Digit. <laughs> <laughs> Don Digit. I don't know what that means. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, he used to rap and he used to, um, at the time, he knew about music production, like flute loops. Mm -hmm. I think that's what they mm -hmm. call it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So he had an idea of uh, well, the music. Of course, it wasn't the best music, but he had an idea of making beats and stuff. So he started introducing the idea, like you know, you can make songs of your own and things like that. We never really took it serious, but he was just like, to be an artist, you know, you have to brand yourself amongst your friends. You have to do yeah. some stuff, mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. he started teaching me the freestyle. You know. I mean, it wasn't the best freestyles, but I could do it better than some of my friends. Right, and yeah. it was a cool thing to do at the time. So he influenced me a lot on that. He bought me my first 50 Cent CD, uh, Get Rich or Die Trying. Uh, he bought that and he bought me the Bowel, uh, the album Wanted, I think that's yeah, the title of the album. Classic joints, classic joints. Yeah, he bought me those two joints. Uh, that was a gift from mm -hmm. work. So when I had that and then we had the VCR, so from time to time I would play that. And you know, just wanting to be cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's where it started. And then um, I came back to Cameroon. 
and that's when I united with Jan Dollar. Because mm-hmm. we went to the same Oh, so you and Jan, we're going to get into Jan, <laughs> but you and Jan know each other for a minute. Yeah, we went to boarding school together. So, um, yeah, we had a thing in, in, well, should I save this for when you talk about yeah, Jan? Yeah, no, no, we're going to get into Jan, but I, I do want to <laughs> talk about, like, your vibe, because, like, you know, some people might see you, and, like, a lot of people that have shown your music to, like, he gives off, like, a singer vibe, but he can rap. So, like, do you find people confuse your, your, your vibe, or, like, what exactly? Is he rap predominantly or singing predominantly? To be honest, man, um, I never thought I could sing. Mm-hmm. You know, rap is like is what I always wanted to do, and like I said, it started with trying to mimic Fifty Cent and the game and things like that. You know, in Cameroon a long time ago, and the Eminem's. But um, you know, if you could rap in Cameroon in my school, I went to um, government secondary school downtown mm-hmm. at yeah, the time. Yeah. If you could rap in school, it was cool, and it was like a way to get girls. Facts. <laughs> you know? Facts. So um, I really like that's one of the things that I really focused on. I never thought that I could ever hit a vocal that somebody would be like, oh, you can sing. Mm. So um, that wasn't until I came to America and I was in the studio with Yan. Yeah. I don't know if you know the song Give Me Your Love. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that is my first ever verse that I sang in my life. Mm. Like everything I did before that, I did some songs uh, for my quartier. I rapped in Pigeon. You know, because. Um, Back home, when you rap in English, they used to look at you like you're trying to copy. You're trying to copy it, you know, you know something like, like that. It's not, it's not yeah. original. So, mm-hmm. um, well, that's a whole other story. Um, I met AJ Ledre, I met uh, DJ Eras. Those are the people that, you know, they, they, they make music for Cameron, mm-hmm. you know. So they kind of like influenced me, like, oh, you know, if you have to rap, try to do it in local language that somebody that's next to you is going to understand, you know. Mm-hmm. It started like that. Yeah, yeah. And, well, it, it was it was a difficult transition for me. I mean, pigeon is like technically my first language. Yeah, yeah. But try to make a song make sense in that language, it was difficult for me because I learned how to rap in English. So I started doing that, and then at some point, you know, when I made the first song that I ever made, Okada, I rapped in it a little bit, and people were like, "It's cool." Yeah, you know, you should do more of this. And then I did the second song for my Katia. I think that's like my song that has gotten the most attention. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, it's not on my YouTube anymore. But yeah, I did that and I rapped in Pigeon, all of it. And people really liked it, you know. Like at the time, I had a lot of people following me on Facebook and a lot of positive reviews. It was all Pigeon. And there was people. And Gildas, that's when Gildas knew me. He was in the States and mm-hmm. never met. But he was promoting it in the United States at the time, you know. And so it gave me that notion that people like the pigeon rap mm-hmm. so i stuck to it i kept on so when i came i went to the studio the first time i was in the studio with yan and he was like you should try something on the beat you know i, was, I went in there i was doing the pigeon rap and all of that he was like oh, bro it's cool but you know it's not really mm-hmm. the vibe i'm trying mm-hmm. to bring you know yeah, yeah. so he was like at the time he was trying to do like you know the island vibes like the beat of give me your love kind of like caribbean so it was like, bro, if you try to rap in Pigeon on this, I don't think that it's, yeah, it's not gonna happen. Yeah, you know. So I tried some shit. He was just he, he deleted <laughs> and taking. So he was like, you know, you can try to sing like this. Just try it. Let's see if it's good. We keep it. If it's not good, we delete it. You mm-hmm. know. And I did that verse. Um, Girl, let me make you a movie star. That. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was like, okay. That joint. That joint. Yeah. Yeah. So when I did that, um, I didn't really know that it was all that. You know, it sounded good to me. I was like, oh, I did that, but. I didn't know people were gonna receive it mm-hmm. like that. So when Gilda started sharing it on like, cause you know Gilda has a huge following on Snapchat. It was like hundreds of videos mm-hmm. that came back. You know, a lot of girls made videos singing to that part of the song. Took off. So that's when I realized that, oh, maybe I could sing. 
you know. And then Yan pushed me to do more of that. I started singing more. And, but then it's always been people that have been there for the rap. Mm -hmm. You know, so like, like the last time I was on live, it was a couple people are like, um, oh, I prefer when you rap. I, I did a poll on my Instagram, so I was like, singing or tutor or rapping or tutor is different types of people. Yeah, so yeah. it's like, so when you have a, a group of people that prefer when you rap and you have a group of people that prefer when you sing. That's a good thing. You can't throw it away, right? Yeah, that's so a good thing. What's, like, oh. what's the general vibe on the album? You know, like, first of all, yeah. album comes out November 20th. Mm -hmm. Crazy, crazy cover. Hmm. Uh, what's the what's what's this? Let's talk about the album. What's what's the meaning behind the title? Close mouths don't get fed. Okay, so um, I did mention that the album we worked in it for like three plus years, and you know the whole idea is I, I believe that if you don't if you're not vocal about what you really want, you're not, nobody's gonna. Of course, if you're not talking, nobody's gonna listen, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. And given the way the industry is, I think that the path that we're taking we need consistency and we haven't been consistent I, I mean if there's people in Cameroon that don't know me or don't know anything about my music I can't blame them because you know I don't put out music like that I don't make I'm not consistent an artist is supposed mm -hmm. to you know put out music put out stuff to you know tell people this is what you're doing which mm -hmm. is what I haven't been doing mm -hmm. so the idea of the album it's really um, about if you don't if I don't put my music in front of people you know I'm not gonna make any revenue from it, yeah. you know, because I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get the fame. I'm not gonna get any. I'm not, I'm not gonna be able to sell music. So try to. Re that's just one of the meanings. So mm -hmm. try to relate that to. If you don't talk, you know, you're not gonna be heard. You're not gonna make any revenue. So you're not gonna be feeding mm. your music. So that's you don't like, really get a lot of artists that's like you know introspective <laughs> like that you know looking at themselves like yo mm -hmm. this is what I'm about this is what I'm doing this is what mm -hmm. I ain't, you know need to improve on that's that's dope that's dope <laughs> why did it take three years though like this show has been a minute in the making why three <laughs> years usually people are like you know fans waiting and like yeah I'm you know but no, honestly what? this is an OMG problem you know like this album was produced by OMG I think shout that out to OMG shout <laughs> out to Yanda the whole OMG yeah I think that it's it's just um, wanting to wanting to put out perfect songs and there's no such thing as a perfect song mm. you know I realized that now um, but over time when we were working on the songs it's it's been like I think Yan has moved to three different apartments in the process and when we started off it was like oh let's make these two songs and put out a single you know mm -hmm. put out an EP let's do this two three songs put out an EP that was like the view that we had at the time but when we make the songs, we go back and we listen to it. You know, um, Shasko, my manager, is just the worst. Because every time it's <laughs> like, oh, boy, you should have that song, they find so. You know, like, today, like, when we're in the studio, we make the song, it's going to be like, yo, that shit is banging. That's, this is the one. And then he drives home and listens to it. It's mm -hmm. like, he calls me up tomorrow. It's like, boy, I know she's that song. That. You, know, like, <laughs> you know, so a lot of that has happened. And a lot of songs on the album, we have to, we, we had to remake the songs. Mm. You know, and some of the songs have more than one version. There's some songs that have like three, four versions. Mm -hmm. And then it's, it becomes a problem picking which one is going to be on the album. But the whole reason, the main reason why we have to take this long is just that fear of putting out whack music. Mm -hmm. You know, we just never really got to the point where it was like, okay, this is good enough, let's put it out. But then again, you come to realize that you are the artist and you have an audience, right? right. They decide what song is a good song. Because if it's according to me, okay, this is a wax song, but then 
somebody might listen to it and be like, oh, this is the song. Dope, I like yeah. the song. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So you would never really know because you're not the judge. You mm -hmm. have to make the song and then the audience has to receive it. Mm -hmm. How they receive it is going to help you, you know, guide you on the next move, you mm -hmm. know, the next project. Yeah. So when I came to that realization, I was like, okay, well, working in the background is good, but the audience want to see the work that you're mm -hmm. working on. Mm -hmm. You know, like, what is the project? What song did you make? Mm -hmm. How does it sound like? Are you current? Are you, you know, you have your own vibe? Are you trending? What is it? Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Is that is that a reason why? Because this joint is a legit full length 16, 15 song <laughs> project. Because a lot of people not dropping, you know, EPs, three, four, five songs. Yeah. Is that a reason why it's like, listen, I'm going to just put a whole full length LP out there, album out there, not the EP. If I'm being honest, the number of tracks of this album, a lot of people influence that. Atcher is one of them. Um, Master Yen is one of them. Shasko is one of them. Mm -hmm. uh, Beljoli is one of the. AK is one of them. I mean, a lot of people influence the number of tracks on the album because when I started off, it was supposed to be like, I was supposed to put out an EP. Mm -hmm. You know, it was going to be seven tracks. And then when I started with that, then I realized that there's some songs that have the Jamaican flair to it, like the Patois. There's some songs that have a little French in it. There's songs that have a lot of singing in it. So I try to like, categorize the songs mm -hmm. you know like um let's give them a little uh, of the patois the caribbean flair to it yeah and then let's give the pigeon rap and you know because you know like you said i'm half and half you know mm -hmm. i'm half nigerian half cameroonian so we try to like get that balance mm -hmm. yeah it's like afrofusion songs on there with like r&b and rap influences um patois jamaican influences on the different songs mm -hmm. so when we realized that it's different categories we decided to like you know if we have this number of Jamaican songs, we're going to put it out and see what people think about it. We have this number of Afrobeat songs, we're going to put it and see what, and just like that. That's mm -hmm. how we, we just kept on adding and adding, and then we came to, <laughs> it was more than that, but we have 15. Yeah, now. yeah, whole team behind you. Speaking of team, you got Yan Dollar producing, producing the whole track. Uh, how did that, you know, collaboration come about you and Yan Dollar? And like, just talk about that relationship, man, producer-artist <laughs> relationship and friendship. Yeah, um, actually, in the United States now, I think Yan is my oldest friend because mm. we went to we went to boarding school together. Mm -hmm. I mean, for the people that I'm still friends with, um, yeah. So we went to boarding school together, and we had like we had he was in the arts class. I did science, mm -hmm. so I was in the science class. So we had a couple artists. You know, we had a, not artists. We had a couple students that made music or like loved music. They could rap. They could freestyle too. So we had this thing that we called the West Side, East Side. I wish Yan was here. <laughs> but, um, you know, sometimes during preps, you know, we'll come together and we hit the, you know, hit the, 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 desk. the desk and try to, like, you know, see what's cooler, we can spit bars better. So it was a thing that I used to do. I used to memorize a lot of the game tracks, mm -hmm. you know. And Yan could really spit back in the day. So that's, like, how I could go against Yan. So we, our friendship started off with being on either opposite sides. Mm. So I kind of like hated his guts because he was the only person that could like outshine me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he low-key hated me too. But then, you know, we started like that and then we came to realize that, I mean, it's more than that. Mm -hmm. Back in the dormitory, we're cool. So that's how our friendship started off. And yeah, after that, I think what, because I went to PSS, I think, what, one year? After that, I went to Baptiste, so he stayed and graduated. Mm -hmm. I didn't really get to see him. Oh, also, we had um, his grandma lived in a neighborhood that was like really close to mine. Mm -hmm. So, like out of school, we still got to see each other. But he was from Yaounde, I think, and I was based in Bamenda. That's where mm -hmm. I was raised. So I would see him sometime, 
when he comes over. But that was about it. And then he traveled to Germany. I never got to see him. Mm -hmm. So when I came to the States, then um, I found him in the States. So it's like... The link up. Yeah. So, I mean, that history, the fact that, you know, we this both had a passion there. for music. And, well, he came to the United States as a completely different person. Prior to that, I used to see his, like, his songs on the internet, mm -hmm. you know? He, he went far ahead of everybody, you know, did shows, did quality videos mm -hmm. and things like that, stuff that we never had access to. Mm -hmm. So when I looked at him, I was looking at him up there. So when I came to the States, he had his old studio, you know, everything at the time at his mom's basement. So everything was good. Mm -hmm. um, we just continued our friendship from there. I mean, we didn't really talk much for that gap, mind you. But, you know, I would comment on his videos. I saw him as the superstar. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so... When we linked up and then, you know, pretty much what I explained earlier, he mm -hmm. aided me with like singing. Like I said, singing was never a thing for me. Mm -hmm. I never thought I could. And yeah, we started like that, made all the songs together. Mind you, I was on five tracks on Yen's yeah. uh, album. Yeah, yeah. The mega. <laughs> five banging joints. Who, yeah. Who's on Who's on your, Who's on uh, Close Miles Don't Get Fed? I know Yan is on it for one. I know that for <laughs> sure. Who else can people expect to be on it? Uh, we have uh, we have Yago. Um, Actually, the first track that's after the intro mm -hmm. is with it's is with Diago. It's uh, a fun joint that we just did, and you know it became bigger than the fun thing. Mm -hmm. You know, because mm -hmm. it started like we were just gonna play around with it, mm -hmm. but a lot of people that listen to the song like the song, so we made it number one or number two. Um, we have Diago, we have Theo, mm -hmm. you know Theo and his bars. Yeah, yeah. There's this there's this joint that we did, and you know he outshined everybody on it. I was like, no, this has to be here. Mm -hmm. Um, we have, we have Cadeze, we have Louis V, um, who else? We have Dara Boy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Dara. Dara came crazy on uh, two amazing tracks, um, Threesome and the other one, Batman. So yeah, I think that's everybody we have on the yeah. album. Am I so, correct, Richard? I think, I think that's, I want, I want to know how the, the Cadeza song came about. Shout out to Cadeza, shout out to everybody in the project. Shout but, out Cadeza. But I was talking to mine, she said, Fadjo actually reached, this is something I didn't know. Fadjo yep. reached out, how did that come about? Ooh. Joey Crack. <laughs> <laughs> I was surprised too. Um, well, that's, that's when I dropped my single, Better. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Better is like um, a Western vibe, completely um, plain English, no pigeon English, none of that. No Afrobeat. So um, when I did that joint, um, at the time, uh, my girl, she had a roommate that worked for Republic oh, okay. yeah, at the yeah. time, and she worked at, uh, as a, a PR agent. So she really liked that joint, and she was like, well, I think that we have to package it in a certain way, and we have to show more people. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not all about you putting it on YouTube and posting it on your social media. Let's try to, like, you know, let's reach out to people you never know. So we drafted this message you know, put in my YouTube links, put in my Spotify links. Uh, we just put it all in there. And then we would just send it out to like celebrities, send it yeah, out yeah, to yeah. like other people too, to check it out, Facebook, Instagram. Cause she lived, um, at the time I had a different name on Facebook, different name on Twitter. <laughs> you know, I didn't really know the importance. Mm -hmm. So she helped me like, all right, you know, claim my names on all platforms. You know, my, 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 my stage the name. Branding and everything. Yeah, she helped me with the branding and everything. So when we did that, you know, we, 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 we drafted this message and we put in all the links in there. And we just, you know, send it out to like different people on like the DMs, mm -hmm. you know? So um, we did that joint, I think like two, three months. And I, I forgot that I even did mm -hmm. that, you know? So um, 
one day I'm sitting, I just, you know, cause I like, I had, to, I, I turned off my notifications on my Instagram cause you know, all the likes, all the, that stuff be popping up yeah, on the yeah. screen. So it was just, so I turned it off. So I only get to see notifications on Instagram when I go to Instagram. Mm -hmm. So I went to my Instagram and I was just going through my messages, my DMs, and then I saw a, a blue check, you know, and the name Fadjo. So I was like, you know, when I first of all saw it, the only thing that made me believe it was him was the the tick. The check, you know, yeah, so yeah, I yeah. clicked on it, and then I went, I saw his profile and everything. Then that was when I go back, I went back to read the message, because when I first of all saw it, I was just, I thought like it was, it was just one of those spam. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. But the tick, I went there, I saw, it was Fadjo. And then I came back and then I already was, I think he said something about your king, I see you grinding, something mm -hmm. like that. I still have the messages, so I don't know if you want to see it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, but when now I. That's, that's, that's like, you yeah. know, you need that, you know, that OG, you know, like, yeah, yo, I, I see this. Like, that's encouraging. He was talking about, and then he said that joined fire. Mm -hmm. So I went back and I looked, because we sent a number of links. I didn't know what joint he was talking about. We sent a number of links in there and then. I replied, you know, I replied to him, I was like, you know, I'm really humbled, mm -hmm. you know, to read a message from you, it's really mm -hmm. you, you know, and then he, that's when he told me he was talking about the joint better, mm -hmm. and then we talked about other things, you know, he wanted to like host um, uh, a mixtape for mm -hmm. me, you know, but I guess we, we just didn't conclude on that because I had this Afrofusion direction that I was trying to go and all of that, but that is still open, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. hopefully down the line, but yeah, it was, it was, Incredible. Yeah, <laughs> listen, the project coming out next month, next Friday, mm -hmm. Close Mouths Don't Get Fed. It's going to be all streaming platforms. Exactly. Uh, what do you, what are your plans for? Is it like, you know, public listening party or, you know, what, what are your plans for as far as for people to, you know, get a different experience than just going to streaming it? Yeah, we was going to, we was going to do a listening party, but um, I was talking to DJ Claude. Mm -hmm. I saw you had him. Yeah, on yeah. Your, shout your out to Claude. Yeah. yeah, shout out to Claude. Mm -hmm. So I was talking to him, and because that's one of the DJs that you know I'm cool with. Yeah, yeah. And that's just because you know he's pretty transparent with mm -hmm. me. You know, he's one of the people that plays my songs when mm -hmm. I'm not there. You know, not hypocritical. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. So I talk to him on a daily basis. You know, um, well, not on a daily basis. I talk to him from time to time. I have his number. So um, I talked to him about this project. Because, you know, um, in the DMV, we don't have that much presence. Mm -hmm. You know, if we're being honest, it's a lot of, you know, Nigerian music, a lot of, yeah. So trying to introduce Cameroon music is like, it's something that you have to go through the DJs. Right. Because they're the ones that get the spins, yeah. right? So I was just talking to him about this project. I introduced it to him. Like, um, you know, I have Afrofusion songs on it. You know, I have songs that Cameroonians can relate to it. I have songs that Nigerians can relate to it. I have songs for everybody mm. but the thing is how are we gonna put the song to the people you know the different songs to the people you can of course I know that you if you like a song you're gonna spin it regardless mm -hmm. but the goal is to like you know try to get your other friends to play the music as well and not only play it because we're there drinking or you know play because if they like it and then they can add it to their spin mm -hmm. right so I was having that conversation with him and then when we talked about it, he was like, um, he doesn't really think I should do a listening party. You know, he, he suggested to me that I should put out the songs, do the playlist and try to get the songs on playlists, try to, you know, promote the songs the best I can, you know, have the whole team work on it, OMG, everybody do their part and let it circulate for like a month, you know, so we can get a reaction of how people actually feel about the album, mm -hmm. you know, because that's something that you cannot lie about. If people actually 
liked the album, yeah. you'll be able to tell from the numbers and you know the sharing and everything. Mm -hmm. And then he told me, as opposed to doing a listening party, we should do an unplugged session. Mm. You know, so get people together, people that already had yeah, a chance to listen vibe, to the music, yeah. you know, and actually have them present and vibe to it and have me perform the songs. Mm -hmm. So that's how we took out the listening party. Yeah, now nah, I mess with that. Shout out to Claude, man. He yeah, yeah he got yeah. he got the he got the he got the brains. He got the brains. Yeah, What's your brains. plan on bringing you know what I'm saying like Otudo to Cameroon? If that's at all in your plans, like bringing the sound and movement back home in Cameroon <laughs> and like you know expanding the the horizon or even Africa back home, East Africa, all that. You know me, man. I love my countries. I love Africa, man. It's it's uh, being in the states is temporal for me. Mm -hmm. If I'm being honest, um, of course I like the states, but. You know, it's really about the people, mm -hmm. you know. Um, I have a voice now, and at least there's a couple people that listen to me. So the goal is to actually go back and be there and see the problems, you know, real time. Mm -hmm. You know, and see how I can contribute to that through my music. Mm -hmm. You know, so the goal is to go back. But, I mean, of course, I don't have a date to go back to Cameroon mm -hmm. or to Nigeria, but... Um, it is a plan. It's something that I would want to do in the future. I want to go back and I'm comfortable home. Mm -hmm. I like the food. I like right. yeah. <laughs> the people. weather, you know, everything is, yeah. everything is straight back yeah. home. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the plan is to go back, but it's not, it's not for right now. Mm -hmm. I think that, um, I don't have to be home to impact home mm -hmm. as of now. Mm -hmm. I think that I, I want to establish myself and really understand the music industry internationally. Mm -hmm. um, that way, when I go back home, I should be able to assist other people that you know never had a chance to travel out of the country mm -hmm. and you know show them what networking is all about and how they could. Because you know, um, I know a lot of great artists in Cameroon, but there's a lot of opportunities that they don't have access to. Mm -hmm. They never traveled. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't. They don't make the the revenue that they should be making from the mm -hmm. music because it's all locked up in yeah, Cameroon. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Speaking of speaking of that man, not only are you an incredible artist, but you also you know passionate about acting. Thank you. Saw you down you. in DC, you know, what I'm saying the demonstration <laughs> for Black immigrants. Just talk about that, you know, where that passion came from and what y'all was trying to do down there. Yeah, man. Um, it's really like there's there's just so much that one person can do. Mm -hmm. You know, it's. It's a problem that's affecting what um, 20, 30 million people. Facts, yeah. And um, it's very limited number of artists. It's it's not a lot of voices that we have, you know. And you know the country that we're from. It's uh, well, Cameroon specifically. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, not only Cameroon actually, Nigeria too. You cannot just speak up if you're based in the country. You know, it's 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 one of those things that you know people escape for their lives. They cannot just talk about mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. So, um, me being out here, I have that, I have that, um, protective, um, how can I call it? I have some degree of protection. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, of course, nobody knows what's going to happen tomorrow, but of course it's not Cameroon where you could be driving or you could be home and they literally walk into your home and take you mm -hmm. and lock you up and stuff. So, uh, my friend Dante, who, he used to be the president of UPSU, like the student government in, in UB. So he's, he's a good activist, too. He's like somebody that's really passionate about, mm -hmm. you know, making sure that the right things are done. You know, people are not abused by the government. Um, so he, he introduced the idea to me. He was telling me about um, how Cameroonians are getting repatriated. I saw some stuff on social media. And, you know, it's, it's like Cameroon is going through a crisis that the government doesn't accept that this is what is going on. You know, so um, 
not sure if America knows 100% that this is what Cameroonians are going through. It's people that have been displaced from home. It's people that are in different countries. And, you know, they don't have food to eat. They don't mm -hmm. have any, uh, they don't have refuge. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And some of them find their way to America. Looking at the situation, it's a number of Ethiopians that because of the crisis in their country, mm -hmm. they have residency in America. It's a number of Somalians. It's other countries, mm -hmm. Asians, you know. But unfortunately, Cameroon does not have that in the United States. Mm -hmm. You know, Cameroonians come here, they risk deportation, you know, um, despite the fact that when they go back home, it's risky for them. You know, so that's one of the things that really touched me. And when we talked about it, I was like, of course, man, um, I'm in New York, a couple hours drive, I'll be here. And if me being there and using my platform to, you know, um, call for attention or tell people what is actually happening of course what's mm -hmm. what's the point if you have a platform if you can't talk about you know the, what your people are suffering or what your people are going through um yeah that's how it started and then i came you know did mm -hmm. that it was it, it was great mm -hmm. i'm hoping that there is a change yeah, that yeah. comes from that mm -hmm. but even if nothing happens at least we can say we did that yeah you know? no, i feel like facts right yeah. no, i appreciate it man appreciate you coming through here as well man uh, camera's right me, man. there, man. Now, nah, listen, it's, it's been a long time coming. The project, I'm looking forward to it. We just played a couple joints here in the studio. Mm -hmm. Loving it. Uh, Appreciate it. Close my zone, get fed. Dropping <laughs> November 20th. What you doing? Stuck in Middle Podcast. Let the people know how they can find you, get the project, all that good stuff, bro. Okay. Um, well, that's my, my good man here, Reflex said. I go by the name of Ochudo. That's O number two, U D O R, on all platforms. Um, the goal is to get the song on all major platforms that Spotify, you know, Deezer, all of them. Um, the team is working on that and hopefully uh, midnight, I think Friday, Friday the 19th. Yeah. Um, it should be available on all platforms. Um, I know I'm not famous. I'm not DeVito. I'm not <laughs> Whiskey and them, but then yeah, you are. I ask you guys to try. Yeah, he is. You know? Yeah, you are. <laughs> he humble. Yeah, you, know? you are. Please, you know, when you get a chance, just just listen. I, I want to know what you guys think about it. You know, drop mm -hmm. a comment. You know, send me a DM. I always reply, and I try to follow back as much as I can. Hit me up anytime. You know, um, let me know what you think about the songs, man. The reason we make this music is for you guys to consume. And if you consume the music and you like what you consumed, or you don't like it for some reason, that's going to help us with the next project. And if we don't know that information, we cannot make it better for you. So I appreciate everybody that's been showing love. Big shout out to the OMG team for making this possible. Thank you, Reflex, for having yeah, me. Yeah, man, for sure, bro. And yeah, love to you guys, man. Love. Yes, sir. What you doing in the building? Shout out to Sir Charles in the building. Achiri, Alex, a.k.a. in the building. I'm your host, Flex, man. This is Stuck in Real Podcast. Stream the album November 20th. AK, it's on you, bruh. We out. That was dope, man. I was talking to Ma before we got on live, and she was like, I, I didn't know this is information I didn't know. You actually got reached out to by Fat Joe. Oh. <laughs> How the heck did that come That part. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, so when when, um, when I released my, my single, Better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, Better is like, um, it's more of a Western vibe. You know, mm -hmm. it's all rap, English. No pigeon English, mm -hmm. none of that. Mm -hmm. So um, when I did that joint, I was working with this girl at the time. Her name is Sabria. She, she used to work for, um, I think, Republic. Mm. as a PR agent, something like that. Yeah. So um, when, um, this is this is my girlfriend's uh, friend, very close friend, mm -hmm. roommate. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Cut.
Good, 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 good. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. These behind the scenes have to be posted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny as Actually, we're supposed to have that little table here for us, actually. Let me get, so hey, let me get some tissue. Uh, no actually, um, you didn't stop it, right? I stop it. Yeah, yeah, just keep it. Don't stop it for <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just gotta make it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's no, I got you, I got you. you got the... yeah, I got you. Nah, I'm good. good. I ain't playing with that joint no more. <laughs> Actually, show is, there any, is there another table like that? Some? Uh, no. Oh, you uh, want to maintain the scene? Let's just yeah, maintain, let's just the, maintain scene the scene. Yeah, let's just maintain the scene. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to ask a question again. That's all right. Should I ask a question again? <laughs> or we just want to keep going? Yeah. No, no, go ahead. Ask it again. Ask it again because you, you cut that part out. All right. That blooper is going to be at the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>